Klein, do you think growing up that I was not cool? Um, <laughs> welcome to South Jersey Girls. I'm Klein Aliardi. I'm Jane Feld. I'm Elise Notariani. And I'm Marianne Aliardi. And today we have an interview with Avani Giri. But first, apparently millennials are no longer cool. Yeah, I recently just learned that apparently if you wear skinny jeans, have a side part, or use that crying laugh emoji, you are out. Do you not like when younger people tell you that you're not cool? <laughs> no. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how to deal with this. I think I'm going to have to start rocking the middle part. I look like Wednesday Adams when I do it, though. Like, it's not cute. <laughs> you do. Do not change your hairstyle because some Let's young see. people, imagine if I suddenly started parting my hair in the center and wearing mom jeans and what's the other thing that they say? They I think you do wear mom jeans. No, I wear skinny jeans. I wear <laughs> jeans, the jeans I like to wear, not because some 21-year-old is going to tell me I'm cool because I could care less what the 21-year-old thinks. I care very much what a 20-year-old thinks. I feel like I get dressed in the morning so that I can go outside and take my dog on a walk and some like 17-year-old is coming home from school and says that girl looks cool. That's really? what I get dressed for in the morning. Yeah. So are we supposed to push back and like fight it or do we just give in like is this just inevitable it's actually enjoyable enjoyable to watch you figure out how to deal with that yeah oh, nice. I'm enjoying it I think you should just give in already because it's not like you can ever claw your way back into the cool it all goes downhill go. from here is that what you're no, telling no, no. us I've been called uncool by my children and I look at that as a badge that I'm doing my job right true like, like I don't want my kids to think that I am so cool like I'm yeah. their mom when was the first time that they were like you're not cool well I guess we're going back to the flip phone days because they were really hard to use I don't even know if you guys had a flip, flip phone mm -hmm. but yeah I would try to take the pictures with them and I don't know how, but I always took a video. So there's a million of these movies of me saying, oh, darn, I took a video. And do you have those videos fun. somewhere? Because that sounds hilarious. Yeah, I, I think we do. And that's weird, but I do. Klein, do you, do you think growing up that I was not cool? That's, um... <laughs> oh, hello, I, I'm, I think something happened. Are you on mute, Klein? We couldn't hear yeah. you. That's Wait, a, hold that's on. A... I need my popcorn. <laughs> that's that's a difficult question. Uh, I know. Yeah. You, I mean, it's not possible that you thought I was not cool. Clan's sitting here like, what is cool, really? Yeah, seriously. Cool's just a construct. Um, <laughs> but I would bet all the money in the world that 16-year-old me thought you were not cool. Um, but I think that's the answer Now you to think I question. am cool? Do you think I'm cool um, now? No. <laughs> That's okay. And that, that doesn't bother me either. Yeah. The I only don't... thing that matters is that I think I'm cool. There you go. And I think I'm very cool. Your father happens to think I'm very cool too. That's all that matters. When we were, when I told Joe the topic, I said, when, when do you think you found out that you weren't cool? And he stopped, he was walking and he stopped and he said, uh, I am cool. <laughs> and I said, yeah, I'm cool too. I know. What are they talking about? He's going to break it to him. It's just how you think. Oh, he's totally cool. You just have to be cool in your own eyes. There you go. This just but, became an explanation about self-confidence. Hey, wait, that total, to me, I've been thinking about this for the past couple of days. That is totally what cool is. Cool mm -hmm. is being confident about your unusual self. There, in fact, I was just talking to you guys about Netflix and the show I've been watching blown away there's a, a woman on there who's a it's a reality competition show she is so unusual 
so quirky and I love her. I think she is totally cool. No one probably thinks that she's cool, but I just love how she is her person. She owns it and she's really confident and that's what makes her cool. I'm going to get but that actually, in the shirt. But quirky well, kind I, of is the cool right now. True. Uh, that is I don't true. Know. Uh, oh yeah, being, being an quirky, individual. No. The definition of being quirky is being like different and odd. So if, if oh. quirky is cool, it's not really quirky. It's this like Hollywood version of, it's like in uh, all those 80s and 90s movies when the, the girl in the beginning was like a nerd and she was ugly and then she would take her glasses off and she's yeah. beautiful. No, okay. Like, no, about- she's been beautiful all along. It's just now you took this one thing I off. totally disagree. Think about, I'm going to bring up TikTok again, as I do. <laughs> um, people lately are obsessed with she, ta- she Sandy TikTok. She Shanty. Yes. She Shanty TikTok. Yeah. What are you talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about. Sea Shanties. Sea Shanties Yeah, Sea Shanties. I do not know what it is. Is it a she shed? Like, that, com- what's that commercial? My she oh shed? I don't even know. <laughs> What is down my is this, Wait a minute. Here we go. this makes you not cool. The fact that you are the, referencing a guy. I am totally cool. I'm totally cool. <laughs> like it's a I'm, dad joke. I'm totally cool. Wait, spell the first word for me. C, like the C, sea, like the ocean. C-E-A. So they're old songs S-E-A. that sailors used to sing at sea. They're they making sound, a resurgence on TikTok. They sound best oh. when sung by someone with a Scottish accent. So it's just someone oh. singing a song, a sea shanty song. Does shanty yeah, like, mean song? I think so. It does, but it's now commercials though. But it wasn't. Yeah. So it was weird and quirky and everyone was like, oh my God, I'm so individual. I'm so cool. I love things that are so out of the box. And then that became cool. But now and it's not. Looking. Right. It's co-opted. So I know a SJ Magazine instance of uncoolness and I'm the victim. Elise asked me a question and on Slack, instead of putting an emoji, I said K. Don't K me. <laughs> Is K I know, not it's cool? not okay. I know. I do that all the time. No, K is not only not cool, K is aggressively not cool. K is like, <laughs> what? Um, you only K somebody if you're really annoyed with them. What? Right. I was totally no. in jail for that. Yeah. Oh my, no. And then no. you K'd we- Klein and I came to Klein's defense <gasps> and now you know. Was, yeah. You know what K means? It means okay. No, no, but it means okay, but like K. Oh my gosh. I need, I need the book for this, I suppose. <laughs> and then you get the well, K and then a period. Oh. Oof. Watch out! Well, no. In my family, we're we're post cool with the K because my son Lee, who's who's very much a trendsetter, he always says "opaque" oh, or <laughs> "opaque" instead of "K." Opaque. Oh, Speaking of cool, do you guys know what the um the kids are calling the pandemic now? What? Oh my god! Wait, what? How did I miss TikTok? this? Um, no, it's not like Twitter. People instead of saying um the pandemic, they'll be like, oh, the pandemic, the panini, the um, just any other word that starts with the P that's not pandemic. Because that makes sense. They're like a party in this age. Come on, we're in a panini. I think they've run out of things to do. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. and stuck Clearly. in their like dorm rooms for about a year now at this point. So they're just yeah during kinda... a panorama, like it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That reminds me of the first time that I found out that I was slowly inching out of being cool is when my youngest sister showed me that she was having full-on conversations on Snapchat. So like they wouldn't text each other. They would talk in Snapchat and that's what how they is would talk. that? And I was just like, but you lose everything. Oh, that would be it. so bad because like I need to have a paper trail of everything. Exactly. So I know what I said. Yeah. I forgot oh, that was a thing. It is really surprising that people so young are attacking other people who aren't that much older than them. Are they like teenagers? 
coming after your group. It's hilarious. I guess so. I think it's what, 24 and younger. So kind of, but millennials are taking it very personally. They're either getting really upset about it or I'm personally in the camp that's like, I think right now the moment that Gen Z is having with their white chunky sneakers and um, middle parts and mom jeans is like, remember in 2000s when everyone was wearing those like low rise mini skirts and like jean dresses and whatever and everyone was thought that was so cool the dark dark years and they thought they were so cool they thought they were Paris Hilton and they look back and they're like oh my gosh that was a tragedy I think that Gen Z is having their tragedy right now and they're trying to pull us down with them that was a bad trend I can get behind that we're bringing back wide leg pants like I think those are I've got some like 70s-ish pants that I'm really rocking right now. But, and I've been watching this come down the pipeline very slowly for the past couple of years in like advertisements in Vogue that everyone's wearing these white clunky sneakers and I want to crawl into a hole. Like I hate them. I hate them with a burning passion. They're so cute and they're so comfortable. No, no, you have those like cute white Adidas sneakers or like that kind of vibe. Excuse me, that's what I have, thank you. Mom, no, they're not. No, it's not. I will go get the ones that I have and we can compare. They're really dirty, I need to clean them. But yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I hate those. They're awesome. Yeah, I, I don't to like, do like sneaks deep either. Clean, but my sneaks are cooler. Mine are not too. So true. But you know, I think you just get to a point where there are so many new things that are cool that you just relinquish that. You just say, no, 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 you're not correct. That is not what's cool. You can't keep changing what's cool. I'm going to be me. You do yes. you. And True that's cool. <laughs> That's absolutely stop coming after us. But you know what? I think I'm going to, I'm going to probably in the next year or so start getting myself back into Gen Z because I'm a cusp baby. You're a zillennial. No, but you're not Elise because you're a 78 year old woman anyway. And you're cusp Gen Z millennial well, body. We all have our, our age and then our actual age. So like the age we are, but then the age that we act. Wow. Uh, mine's pretty much the same. But Elise's is not. I think a lot of people are my age, but actually act like they're like 70. Really? Wow. Elise isn't the only person who I know who's like that. First of all, there is my younger sister who acts like that. And my other sister kind of acts like that. Maura doesn't act like she's 70, maybe 40. (laughs) (laughs) And she's 23. You know what's so funny about that is in my family, my older brother is the reversal. He's 53 and... He has a two-year-old baby and they just put a bid on a house and he's going to have to um, take down all of his rock posters from his room that have been up since the 90s. Wow. Yeah. Does he He think he's cool? Yeah, he is awesomely cool in his- You're biased. Yeah. Just in how weird he is. I love it. Jane and I totally support and celebrate people who own who they are in their very unique way. Yes. With confidence. There's nothing cooler than that. Yeah. Now we know how to be cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm still lost. Be like, be like me and Marianne. <laughs> yeah. So today we're here with Avani Geary, who is a junior at Morristown High School and creator of GenZChange.com. Avani, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. So we just had an entire conversation about Gen Z and apparently how none of us anymore are cool. <laughs> um, and... 
I think part of what makes Gen Z so cool is that you guys have been so active and vocal. That is one thing I really noticed. I think the fact that we're um, growing up and we're um, growing up in a very divided time in our country. And with that, people kind of see all these historical events happening around us. And I feel like that almost made us grow up a little bit quicker with of social and political issues, which is why a lot of people stand up to them more. At least people like even in my school and stuff, they use social media. They, uh, during the Black Lives Matter protests, they, some of them would be, if their parents let them, they would actually go and like stand up for what they believe in. And I feel like that kind of involvement is, um, when I talked to my parents and people in older generations, they said that didn't happen when they were kids. Yeah, you guys are seeing a lot of stuff that's kind of heavy for you know, kids in middle school, high school, you know, and so has that been kind of the driver for you in creating this website? Definitely. I remember in middle school when the Parkland shooting happened in Florida, that was like my first big exposure to like seeing social issues and how they impacted from people. And I remember being um, very intrigued as to why that was happening. So then probably in sixth or seventh grade, that's when I started getting involved. And then in high school, especially 2020, that's when it got more like um, accentuated. And that's when uh, the website got created. So tell me exactly what is this website? Uh, This website is mainly an information center where people can come, they can learn about social issues. Um, I really tried to make it nonpartisan so you can come and just kind of learn what it's about and why people believe what they believe with them and also what different sides are. And there's also um, a blog section where you can learn about what kids in my generation feel about different issues. And um, actually hosting them was really interesting for me because I got to see a bunch of different perspectives that I never knew before and it helped me open my eyes so I feel like those blogs are really insightful too and through that education I'm hoping to spark action and then eventually change. And that's through your um, agents of change right you gathered a whole bunch of kids around your age and you guys talk through the issues is that right? Yes exactly it's about uh, 10 to 15 people um, but we would come together talk about different social issues with prompted questions or we just come together and try to think of ideas to help bolster the community that we live in. I can't imagine doing that in high school, like talking to my friends about basically anything other than what we were doing for prom. And I know that sounds so cliche, but that's really what we did. How can people your age start making their voices heard? Uh, One of the biggest ways I've seen and I've done is through social media. Um, We literally have the internet at our fingertips every day, like every second, and we can really express our thoughts and feelings whenever we want. So I feel like I've seen a lot of people in my grade or my generation using that Um, to make positive change in our communities through just showing their beliefs or what what they believe in or showing different information that they think is important for people to know. But the bad thing about social is that people can go on the attack really quickly and really bad. So how do you encourage people to have a more civil conversation and how do you even qualify what civil is anymore? I feel like one of the most important things to remember is everyone wants the same thing, which is for our country to improve. We just have different ideas on how we want to do so. So I feel like for me, like everyone has their own opinions and it's really hard to like change someone's opinion, but what you can do is listen to them and try to understand where they're coming from and have that common respect for each other. Like I might not agree with you, but I respect you and you can use the ideas and everyone will have similar ideas one way or another, even if you're really polarized. And if you build off of those ideas, I feel like that's how you can like make compromises and then ultimately changes. So what are some of the big issues that you feel that your generation is really focusing on right now? 
um, big issues which are highlighted on the website also. Uh, over the summer, it was Black Lives Matter, but that's still perpetuated now. Um, COVID-19 and probably mental health are like the big ones right now. And how did you come up with those as the focus? After what happened to George Floyd, I was trying to think of a, something I could do to help spark change. So then that's how I came up with the idea for the website. And the four concepts I chose were things that were the most interesting to me that I felt like I really wanted to get out there. So for me, um, Black Lives Matter was really important. COVID-19 was very important since it like directly impacted everyone I knew, including myself. And then gun control was always important to me since um, seventh grade after the Parkland shooting. And then um, mental health was important to me because I know a lot of people that can struggle with mental health or just like wanting a safe space to talk about it. Yeah, I think, was I, I might've been in college during Parkland, but either way that happens and you look around you and realize like this could be in my school. It definitely opened my eyes to realities in the world and how um, like scary different things can be. But I guess having that conversation is also really important because um, gun control is a very polarized topic, but trying to have that conversation, I feel like is a really good place to start, even with someone that maybe doesn't agree with what someone else thinks. Now, do you think that having these conversations is inherently political? I think it will always start political, but you need to make a safe space where it isn't political. Because I know in the conversations I created, like with Black Lives Matter, um, that that is a political topic, but I really tried to make it a point where it, it doesn't matter what your politics are. I just want to know what you believe and why. And then if you hear what different people believe, you start to realize like we're more similar than we think. We just have different ideas on how to get there. So I feel like making that common like ground is very important, even if it's like perceived as a political problem. So I personally have a hard time with this because every once in a while I read something and I'm like, I would love to come at you with every fact I have ever learned about this topic because I don't agree with what you're saying. How do you suggest that no matter how heated the conversation or the, the topic is, how do you suggest going about it in a way that is understanding, but also put your point across? I feel like when it comes to these conversations, it's not a black and white solution. Like, it's not like if we do this, this, like if we do this, this, and this, like this result's going to come from it. I feel like there's a gray area. And a lot of people think like my idea, it's like my way or the highway, as opposed to thinking, well, that isn't realistic because there's so many different opinions and these issues are so complex. If, if it was that easy to solve, it would have been fixed by now. So I feel like just remembering that and then taking it one step at a time and realizing that like your opinions can evolve and change. I know mine have ever since hearing what other people have to say and just having that open mind, even if you really don't agree with someone saying, um, it can still help you better inform your opinion or it can be a chance for you to like politely explain to them your side and then try to come to a conclusion based on that. Now, do you mostly focus on have like creating a space for Gen Z to talk with each other? Or do you think it's important for Gen Z to be working with other um, generations as well? When I first made it, it was mainly just a safe space for my generation to try to get our opinions across. But with time, it has branched out or starting to, to older generations, reaching out to different groups of people that might be able to help get the word across or getting their opinions on the website. Some of those people are in older generations also. Well, if you have any advice for um, talking to older generations about some of what's going on now, I would love to hear that because my conversations with my parents aren't going too well. 
<laughs> I feel like the best thing is to remember that we're all coming from different places. Like I know my parents or my grandparents had completely different experiences than I did. And mine are obviously different than theirs too. So trying to understand like, I guess the context behind their opinions or why they think the way they do can really help understand where they're coming from. And then you can make common ground off of that. So I think it's so interesting because there's still that, I think this idea that Gen Z's young, they don't really know what they're talking about. What would you say to people who might think, you know, leave this to people who have been around longer, who might've seen more? I feel like no matter what your age is, your opinion's important and it matters and it's valued. And my generation, we've gone through a lot of things in our childhood and our youth that other generations experienced when they were older. So I feel like based on that, we almost matured in that aspect a a little bit quicker compared to other generations. And even though um, I do agree that we're young and we're like still learning and we're gaining wisdom and knowledge every day, um, it's not, it doesn't make sense to silence our voices because we're the, like our generation is one that's going to grow up and really make impact in our country. So if you have any like three tried and true advice for just getting started in any type of social justice education, what would they be? I feel like the first thing is to make sure to educate yourself in the sense of being open-minded and being willing for your opinions to change. I know when I first came into this, my beliefs when I made it, when I first created it in June have evolved now that it's February. So I feel like being open-minded and realizing you're not like in a closed box, you can expand and evolve your information and what you believe in. Um, I also think it's important to make sure you always stand for what you believe. And even if you have like um, doubts in your mind or people maybe thinking you shouldn't do it or criticisms from it, I feel like it's important to stick to it and keep going because you could be doing something to help someone. And I know for me, I've gotten maybe like one or two emails of people saying that they really appreciate it. And that's when I realized that this is like having a positive impact on people, despite what others have to say. And then the last thing I would say is just to make sure to always keep the conversation going. I know when I first made this, it was an educational website, but now I'm trying to expand it to making change in local communities, do different fundraisers or drives to help people in need. So I feel like being able to branch out and just um, being open to change is like the most important thing. Oh, I think that's awesome. Well, I have a couple last minute questions because I need you as our, our Gen Z representative to settle <laughs> some debates for us. Because okay. um, we've recently learned some things that are not cool anymore. Um, and I need you to tell me if it's cool or not. Okay. So side parts, are they out? <laughs> um, I mean, I wear one. I think middle parts are more in right now, but I don't really get why I don't wear one. Can I still wear my skinny jeans? Yes, you can. Good. Okay. And I've recently learned that brown riding boots are out because they make you look like a girl going to a pumpkin patch in fall. Yeah, they're not as common anymore, but it's not weird to wear them. If you like them, you should wear them. Wow. What like nice inclusive answers. I love that. So (laughs) I'm not going to be judged too much. Just everyone's going to know I'm a millennial. Probably. Okay. I'll take that. That's fine. Thank you so much, Avani, for being here with us today. We really appreciate you and everything that you're doing and all of your Gen Z insights. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. Thanks, Avani, for chatting with us and especially for telling me that I can still wear my skinny jeans. Ha, I told you. It's all about the confidence. I know. Well, thank you for everyone for joining us this week. Remember to hit that subscribe button. We have new episodes every Tuesday. And if you have a topic that you're dying for us to talk about, we want to hear it. Send us a message. Or if you just want to say hi and tell me that I'm still cool, you can shoot us a message about that as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.